Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents Show. This is Carol Topp from my website, homeschoolcpa.com, and this is a podcast for homeschool leaders. I have been talking the last two podcast episodes about inclusive homeschool groups and exclusive homeschool groups. The inclusive groups um, are groups who are designed to be open to anyone, no matter what style of homeschooling you use or whether you uh, allow public school at home students in or whether you are exclusive and reserve your membership to people who are, quote, uh, legally homeschooling, although that can get kind of muddy. (laughs) So I hope you liked those last two programs. I hope you found them interesting. This all came from a discussion on a Facebook group that I have been a member of and I've been asked to moderate recently called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. So if you're not already a member of that Facebook group, you want to join Facebook maybe just to join our group and do nothing else on Facebook. But we've got about 430 leaders, something like that, from around the country. It's a closed group, meaning you can you can uh, join, but you have to request to join. And I think there's like one question you have to answer, and that is explain what your homeschool group is. Because we are a group just for homeschool group leaders. And then the, one of the moderators will invite you in and then you can join and you can share information with other homeschool leaders from around the country. It's a wonderful group, very supportive, very interesting discussions and people come from all kinds of um, backgrounds and uh, all kinds of different uh, states and therefore different levels of legality of homeschooling and things like that. Join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Uh, but one thing that was kind of interesting on this Facebook group in a, in um, early June 2018, you can find this discussion, had got a lot of discussion, where someone basically asked, you know, let, let's have a discussion about the reasons why your group is inclusive or exclusive. And, and those are the words that seem to fit this definition the, the best. Um, they haven't decided yet what we're going to call ourselves. You know, some groups talk about, oh, uh, we're hybrid school or we're, uh, you know, uh, anyway, different kinds of definitions. So the last two episodes, I discussed the reasons why people formed inclusive or, quote, more open groups. And the last episode was why they formed more exclusive groups. And then I wanted to set aside um, this podcast episode to the folks who come from things from a different perspective, probably because uh, what's going on in their state or because they've been involved in state leadership or they keep an eye on legislation going on in their state regarding homeschool laws. So they have a little different perspective, and I wanted to share some of that with you for just a little more food for thought. You might not know what's going on in these other states. I hear about it because I hear from homeschoolers across the country. I also have been attending the Homeschool Legal Defense Association National Leaders Conference, which is usually held the end of September, and that's when we hear what's going on in different states you know, with with charter schools or with public school at home programs and how the lines of what is homeschooling are just really getting blurry. 
And so I've been podcasting and writing uh, a lot about that whole issue. I mean, I could title this, you know, what exactly is homeschooling anymore? Um, we don't we don't know. We're having a hard time trying to define it. So I want to share a little bit of perspective from the concerns of people who are involved at the state levels. And this are both basically most of the people who I know who are involved at the state levels encourage exclusive homeschool groups and really want to make clear what is quote legally homeschooling versus the public school at home type of student or type of homeschooling if we even call that homeschooling it's really public school at home but that's kind of awkward to say isn't it all right so let me start with devon devon is a leader in kentucky and she talked on this Facebook group of the fear of government control and oversight that she's seen. And uh, we're seeing it in, in several states, but in particular, here's what Devon writes about Kentucky. She says, as someone that watches the legislative scene across the U.S., it is important that we keep a clearly defined definition of independent homeschoolers. That's what she would call, um, you know, traditional homeschooling, legal homeschooling. She calls them independent homeschoolers. This, the education movement has seen homeschooling work. She means the public uh, institutional homeschooling um, movement has seen homeschooling work, which is true, and is pushing towards a more home public school option what i'm calling public school at home option okay at home public school option Uh, we had a local candidate respond to a mom in our state yesterday that all homeschoolers should be learning the same things and that there are homebound programs available and all should be participating in those programs and devon who's been homeschooling a long time says um no In other words, I want no part of that. But she's talking about how the lines are blurring so much that this candidate was saying, well, there's these homebound programs and homeschoolers should all be using the state program and homeschoolers should all be learning the same things. And, of course, I hope Devon and and others there said, no, we like our freedoms. (laughs) Thank you very much. But that's what's going on. And this is why people like Devon spend a lot of time understanding and educating candidates, understanding what candidates are saying, understanding what's going on in the legislation, and, and educating them about, actually, we don't want to all learn the same things. We like our freedom. Then another reason why some of these leaders, uh, again, usually at the state level, are concerned about the blurring of these lines is they're fearing that um, there was going to be a lumping together of charter schools or or public schools or public funding and therefore that that homeschooling traditional homeschooling or independent homeschooling is going to be lumped together with with these other programs and therefore more government oversight so i've got a couple of uh, comments from leaders who are seeing this happening in their state so sherry is in hawaii and she writes that um students out of school for the day oh i'm sorry let me back up in the past We had public school students, parents would take their students out of school for the day, claiming they were sick, to join our field trips or our programs. Oh, dear. So here were public school kids who found out the homeschoolers were doing some cool field trip, took their kids out of public school for the day. Oh, dear. And and Sherry writes, we just didn't want to be a part of that. And then IDEA came to Hawaii, and I believe IDEA might be the um, public school at home program. It came to Hawaii, and we decided we were not comfortable with the idea of people using public school funds 
to pay for our field trips, our programs, and our dues. And she writes, because everything we did was was filled with prayer, scripture, and biblically-based instruction. We didn't even want the possibility of having our programs limited. So what's going on in Hawaii is that if you want to take some of this public-funded money, you can't do religious instruction with it. And since Sherry's program was scripturally Christian program and, and had so much of religion infused in everything they did, she said we had to make our group exclusive and we couldn't allow parents to use some of their public funds for our programs. We didn't want our program to be limited because people were using public funds for it. Very interesting, huh? Now here's a view from Tara, and she's a leader in Indiana. And she writes that there was a, an article uh, written in her state magazine. An article from our state, uh, she's in Indiana today, highlights the overwhelming failure rates of these virtual public school programs. When legislators can't see the difference between our communities, meaning the p- virtual public schools and the more independent or traditional homeschoolers, when legislators can't see the difference between our communities, we're opening ourselves up to increased regulations. There again, the blinds are blurring, she's saying. Okay. The struggle, I'm quoting Tara again, the struggle is to always find a gracious and kind way to include families in some areas, but to still educate about the pitfalls and differences between home education and public school at home. And, and that's, a, that's quite the challenge for us, isn't it? Um, the, the states tried to do that, but of course the one-on-one is still a great way to do it. And I talked in the uh, two episodes ago about why people choose inclusive homeschooling. And they said many of the folks who came um, and were using public school at home programs found that they saw the freedoms that traditional homeschoolers had and, and switched. And hear what Tara is saying. There was another person I quoted in that podcast too who said, you know, we work to educate people about the difference here. Some of them don't really know that they're not really homeschooling. And let me share my own personal example there. Someone came to my house as a helper to my house cleaner. And my house cleaner says, oh, Carol, you'll like to know that the, the helper I brought today was homeschooled. And the helper's a, a young woman in her 20s still. And she said, oh, what did you use when you homeschooled your kids? And I thought she meant what curriculum. So I start talking about sunlight and Saxon math. And she stops me and she says, no, I mean like ECOT. Well, ECOT is the public school at home online program here in Ohio. And my jaw kind of dropped. And I said, no, I picked my own curriculum. This girl thought she was homeschooled because she learned at home. But she was a public school student at home and didn't even realize that. Make sense? This is what Tara is talking about. We need to find a gracious and kind way to educate about the differences, both to the families and to the legislators. And then Lisa, who's from Georgia, shared some information, which I think you might find interesting as well. And here's what Lisa writes. She said, blending students who are legally homeschooling and those who are not, but for one reason or another, consider themselves homeschooled, That's Lisa's words, kind of like I just told you my cleaning lady's helper. (laughs) Um, Okay, blending students concerns those of us who are in the legislative trenches, Lisa from Georgia writes. You would be amazed, and that's all in caps, (laughs) by the number of legislators who have, all caps, no clue 
about the differences that define legal homeschool versus school at home, public school at home. Who These legislators, she goes on to say, who have no idea about the unique needs of home educators, nor do they understand the desire for freedom from government regulation, oversight, etc. <laughs> oh, my. Now, she writes, and Lisa's an interesting person. I quoted her in, in the previous uh, episodes. She has run both inclusive and exclusive groups. She, her current group right now is exclusive. Uh, she says, I love groups that are able to be inclusive and have it work. But I absolutely understand those that are exclusive as well. She writes, and this is a good uh, way for us to wrap up and uh, and conclude here this discussion. She writes, it's been a great discussion. I will say for both groups, the more opportunity you have to define clearly who you are and what you're about, your mission, the more successful you will be heard that quite a few times during this discussion that your group gets to define your mission who you are be very clear about it you can change it as it needs to change again we heard that quote in the previous episode from Jacqueline who talked about homeschooling is changing and we need to change with it but um, it is interesting to me as I was reading these things over and over again about people in the legislature and even the, the, the parents who are now worried concerned about what's happening in public schools and considering homeschooling they they need to to understand you know what they're getting into and if they want the public school at home program fine but they need to understand that that's what they're doing and there are different ways to homeschool so i hope you find that interesting i hope you found that perspective from different homeschool leaders to be interesting you you see what things they are concerned about the blurring of these lines can make things um difficult and their fears of government oversight there were also some discussion i'm not going to go into it here of leaders who have seen more government oversight in their states and and how it's it's changing the whole face of homeschooling and um maybe maybe not for the the best or it certainly is a concern that some of our freedoms um are are going to be lost or there will be more government intervention in what we do so anyway interesting discussion right folks hey join us over at i am a homeschool group leader on facebook and visit my website homeschoolcpa.com for more podcast episodes blog posts and books to help you be the best homeschool leader you can be as you guide your group through these very interesting days that we live thank you for joining the dollars and cents radio show with carol top here at the ultimate homeschool radio network for more helpful information visit carol at her website homeschoolcpa.com